Welcome to another episode of the HR Insider Podcast. Uh, I am so excited to welcome back Mallory Basor from Staff One. Uh, Mallory, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Just uh, enjoying the new spring weather. It's glorious. So, um, all right. So you're here today uh, to talk to us about emotional intelligence and kind of what it is, how to develop it in yourself, how to help your staff develop it too. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is a massive subject. I know that we could talk for a long time about it. We're going to try to distill it into uh, the most small pieces that we can. But Mallory, can you just get us started with what, how do you define emotional intelligence? Sure. So a lot of people have heard the phrase emotional intelligence or they've heard, you know, the term EQ and um, they might not fully be aware of what exactly that is. So if you think about it, intelligence is the capacity to reason about information. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to reason about emotions and use the information that emotions provide. So it really boils down to controlling your emotions instead of letting them control you, being aware of the emotions of others, and how to interact with others, um, because emotions are a part of our daily lives. It's a natural human thing. Okay, so great. How do you control those things? You know, I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we've seen small children, they have these violent outbursts a lot, and you have to try kind of like tell them, hey, it's not appropriate to hit your friends or, you know, whatever that is. But as you grow into adulthood, you get to the workforce, you get into these really intense situations where um, you can be very, you know, to use a, a word that's common now, triggered in a situation, become angry or just become upset. So, Mallory, what are some things that you kind of use as best guidelines or how do you go about kind of regulating that EQ? Well, it, so to understand EQ, there's there's several different, um, there's four different competency areas for EQ. So you have your self-awareness, your self-management, um, empathy, so social awareness, and then relationship management. So you, you start with yourself. So you start with your own awareness. Um, so I guess, you know, in some other instances, maybe admitting you have a problem is the first step in emotional intelligence. Just being aware of your own emotions is the first step. So doing things to identify um, maybe patterns that could be causing an emotional reaction within you is helpful um, to get started on the road to managing yourself and your emotional intelligence. Um, and you can do that by doing an exercise just on your own of kind of going over um, are there specific people at work or projects at work or something where I seem to be getting very frustrated or I, you know, am not as happy as I could really be. Um, emotional intelligence is really important at work because it does impact things like the social interactions amongst coworkers and leaders. Um, it impacts our productivity. Uh, and, and it does have a lot of other areas where there is visible effect on an employee. So first of all, just being aware of, you know, am I having a physical response to something? Is my heart rate increasing? Am I starting to clench my fists? Um, am, am I reacting in an emotional way? Then the next step into controlling that is, you know, you stop, 
and you pause. Um, sometimes it's really helpful to take a drink of water so you can hydrate yourself. That actually reduces um, cortisol, that stress hormone, sorry, and um, gives you a moment to just pause. So you want to make sure that you are um, maintaining an awareness of the situation that's going on, kind of keeping your biases in check, um, not getting on the defensive immediately, and really just taking a moment. Sometimes it can be helpful to move around a little bit. So obviously if you're sitting in like a conference room, you you might not want to just bust out some boat yoga moves in front of everybody, but you can, <laughs> you can stretch a little bit, you can wiggle your toes, you can do little things um, that kind of help with as far as how movement affects the body, that that is effective. Um, you can always remove yourself from a situation as well. If it's a really heated emotional situation, you can always say, hey, you know, I need to step away and come back to that later when you've had a chance to calm down. Yeah, I think that's huge. So I think one of the most difficult things, Mallory, and, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, uh, but it seems to be true in, in my experience in the workplace, people tend to have a hard time recognizing whenever something is affecting them. Uh, they become overwhelmed by a situation emotionally. And it's challenging to say, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Are, are there any tools or tips that you have that will help people become aware of those situations? Or is it just you have to figure it out? I definitely would recommend identifying what is stressing you out because we all feel pressure and stress at work. And areas that you're stressed in are likely areas where you have unchecked emotions um, because we really don't take the time to drill down into what is it that I'm actually feeling and can I identify what that is. And once you do, you can then take steps to address it to reduce that stress. I would also recommend, um, you know, taking time to identify the different patterns and situations of people that might be a little trying and challenging for you. And on top of that, what else could you do? Well, I know that one that, that I talk about a lot, and this has been proven to be helpful across the board, um, is meditate. Meditation helps you slow down and identify, uh, you know, kind of what emotions you're feeling. It also helps you be uh, more in the moment. And so this has been proven for, you don't have to be religious to do this. In fact, atheists uh, acknowledge the benefits of meditation as much as a religious person uh, be them Buddhist or uh, Christian or whatever, there is something that happens. In fact, there's a study that was done that if you meditate for 30 minutes a day for three weeks, there's a noticeable shrinking of uh, your amygdala, which is a lot of where your emotion centers are stored in your brain. And so when that shrinks, it means that you're more centered, you're more able to uh, kind of respond. And so I know that for myself, uh, I've picked up meditation as a practice. And it's just personally helped me in the workplace because as you and I were talking offline, Mallory, you get into some of those situations uh, with clients or customers or other people in the workplace, coworkers, and it can be really challenging to be able to maintain your emotion. And so for me, it's it's really helped me in that first phase, which is just identifying, oh, wow, I'm upset right now, <laughs> which sounds very simple and elementary, but it's actually uh, a challenge to, to figure out, I think. Oh, absolutely. We actually have a room here where we um, 
can go to meditate. And for a while there, we were bringing in someone to give everybody that was interested guided meditations. It's very beneficial. It's very helpful. And it's really important to look inwardly when you are having a reaction and say, okay, is this reaction that I'm having, is it warranted? Because again, you know, emotions are natural and we're going to have them. And I'm not trying to say that they're bad and they don't belong at work. They, they serve a purpose, and we can talk about that in just a second. But you really have to look inwardly and say to yourself, you know, maybe you were just given a criticism, and maybe you're upset by that. Are you upset because it was a legitimate criticism, and maybe it was even done in a constructive manner, or are you upset because, um, you know, your pride was wounded and... Or was it that the person giving that criticism was treating you in an unfair manner and it really wasn't um, something that should have been directed at you? Or maybe the delivery method they gave you was demeaning. So figuring out why is it that I'm feeling this way and is it really justified? Should I have this feeling? And if it's something that, you know, it just I took a, a hit to my ego just now. Being aware of that and then working past it is really important. Um, another way that you can try to determine areas where you might be less than how emotionally intelligent you would like to be is areas where you are putting off work or where you're not being very productive. Because those things that we're not really excited about to do or to tackle Um, are likely things that are going to be stressing us out. And so taking a a dive into that and saying, well, what is the reason why I'm putting this off and why is it not exciting to me? And um, is it because I'm stressed out about this? Is it an area that I feel like maybe I'm inadequate in my knowledge base or this is a challenge for me? And then you can take steps to rectify that. Mm, That's good. That's good. All right, so... Okay, so you, you're able to identify those emotions. Now now what do you do with them, Mallory? Because like, I think that there's this thing where like, okay, so you can start identifying, I'm upset, uh, oh, I'm feeling excited, oh, I'm, I'm angry. How, how then do you go from, okay, I'm identifying it to leveraging that emotion? Because I think that you said something that's really, that is understated in our society a lot, which is that emotion is serving a purpose. So like, what do you do next once you are able to start to identify, hey, I'm having said emotion? Sure, you can also, you could start with identifying um, what purpose is this emotion serving? Because maybe it's good. You know, we all have that uh, fight or flight response, right? So maybe we're not being physically attacked at work, but if we're being berated or um, talked down to, you know, in front of all of our peers or something like that, you can have a very strong emotional reaction to that. So if that emotion is negative and it's telling, it's giving you information, it's telling you, oh, I don't like the way that this is happening. You know, this was embarrassing. This was upsetting. Now, what do you do with it? Well, if you don't want that to occur again, then you need to take steps to address it. Maybe go to that person and have a conversation. Maybe talk to that person's superior. Um, it, on the flip side of it, emotions can tell you good things. So, you know, you experience happiness and joy, then that can steer you toward doing more of the same. So maybe you obtain a professional achievement. 
So then going forward, you want to obtain more professional achievements because it made you happy, so you want to do it again. So it can help steer you toward what you're more passionate about and what makes you excited and happy, and that can help you to make um, different decisions on you know, the movement of your career or various things of that nature. So you can identify what you're feeling, the purpose of that feeling, and then where to go from there. It could also help you in the moment with how do I need to react. Um, maybe something does make you excited and you jump up and down because you're so giddy about it. Great, I'm happy about happy people, but that can make you look a little unprofessional, a little childish to others. So once you're aware of that, taking into account kind of um, the landscape and, and the culture of your organization and how this is going to make you look can help you to determine maybe I need to temper that down just a little bit or, you know, maybe this is okay and everybody will join in and jump around with me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, so if you're kind of doing that, then, all right, Mallory, so I know a lot of people that want to increase their IQ. They want to be more intelligent. They're doing training at their offices, you know, uh, to really increase that. Um, and there's always ongoing training for a fill in the blank job. And one of the things that you and I have talked about is there's a lack of EQ training. So what are some things that you would just say, I'd, I'd love to hear you talk about that. Like what's the benefit of EQ training? Maybe it's a good place to start. And then what are some things that you kind of run through in those training sessions? Yeah. So, um, First of all, it's not enough to just have high IQ in the workplace, right? We have social interactions. Even if maybe you're the lone ranger of a department, at some point you're going to have an interaction with somebody else. Um, and leaders have important responsibilities when it comes to social interactions, and they have to model you know, the kind of behavior that they want to see in others. Whenever you are able to harness the power of emotional intelligence, um, and the competency of relationship management and social awareness, um, then you have more influence over others. You build trust. You have more empathy, so you're treating people as people more, um, but you have an organizational awareness. You can be a better coach. You can handle conflict better. So you're a better team member when you are using emotional intelligence. So having a high IQ could make you, you know, technically competent and, you know, the go-to person for, um, certain questions of technical nature. But if you can't relate to people or you don't treat them well, you know, you just blow up at them because they came and knocked on your door to ask you a question, people aren't going to want to come <laughs> talk to you, right? Right. So you, you have to be able to use um, relationships, right, to achieve your goals. And I, I don't like saying it in that kind of a way because it sounds almost like it's manipulative, but that's really not what it is. You, it, let's say you've got an idea, and it's a really great idea. If you can't communicate that clearly, get the buy-in, get people to be excited to be on board, um, which you need emotional intelligence in order to do, then you're going to be stalled. Or if maybe there is some backlash to your idea, you have to use emotional intelligence in order to handle that situation. You can't just get defensive and scream or cry or, you know, act like a child about it. Um, you, you have to be able to effectively handle that, answer questions, try to persuade people to see the ultimate benefit of this. So those are um, some ways that emotional intelligence 
is important, and especially when we compare it to IQ, which is also important, and how it can affect things at work and your ability to relate to others. Um, so that's why I think it's really important to give EQ training um, to your team and to leaders. Different ways you could go about doing that is, you know, giving an actual training session. Maybe you can have somebody take like a webinar. There are plenty of books out there on the subject. Um, there's courses you can get through, um, you know, various e-learning platforms that you can have people go through. And then really modeling the behavior, talking to people about it, and being the example is really important because you can tell people all day long that they need to be aware of emotional intelligence and they need to practice this, but if you're, you know, screaming at everybody and, you know, in the corner crying every day, it's not going to go that far. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, so so then as part of this training, and you said that, you know, you can do some stuff online, you can do, you know, some stuff in person, you could hire someone like yourself, what... What would be some of the low-hanging, like, initial things that you would say? Would you just say, would you teach some sessions on identifying emotion first? Like, what would be kind of like an overview of some things that you'd cover in those sessions? Yeah, you know, I would always start with kind of just defining what emotional intelligence is and why it's important because of the impact that it does have to us at work. Um, and our work life is really important, especially when it comes to social interactions, because we spend so much of our time at work and with our coworkers. So I would definitely explain to people why this is beneficial to them, not just to the company's bottom line, because we want, you know, happy, productive workers, but also because it's going to make their work life more harmonious um, if they were to improve their EQ, because again, it gets to the point where you're managing relationships and you have a social awareness. Um, so I'd go over that, and I would definitely go over to the benefits uh, to the company as well. But then I would go over each of the competency areas and explain those. So self-awareness, self-management, definitely giving tips on how to practice self-management when it comes to controlling your emotions. Social awareness, I would hit that pretty hard. That's empathy. And then also relationship management, I'd go over those kind of in detail. And then I would go over maybe exercises on how you can um, harness that at work, starting with, you know, um, there's online quizzes that you can do to uh, identify what your EQ is, that's your emotional quotient, so you can actually get um, an assessment of that. And so you can see areas where you're weak and you need improvement. I would say um, you can do like a buddy system or a mentor system with somebody that um, displays, you know, high emotional intelligence so that they can kind of coach somebody that needs some improvement in that, and I would, um, I would definitely assign homework for, for folks on to, you know, go back to their desk and determine really the areas where they can see that they, they've had emotional reactions and maybe how they could handle that um, better going wow. forward. Wow. Okay. So homework. What kind of homework would you send out? That's fascinating. Oh, yeah, just to, you know, take your own EQ assessment and then to um, identify specific situations where you've had some kind of emotional reaction and those areas where, you know, you're not really excited about a certain project or areas of your work that really stress you out and kind of digging into that and saying, well, why is this stressing me out? Why is this particular person so hard for me to interact with? You know, why are we butting heads so much? Is it because I'm not 
seeing them as a person. I'm not being empathetic to their situation because a lot of it is putting yourself in someone else's shoes too. Um, so I would I would have them go back and identify those and then take action on them to you know determine a strategy to deal with those events and then go forward with it. It's also about being really vulnerable and really um, honest in your communication. So if you have somebody that you typically have some conflict with, maybe you would go to them after this training and say, hey, you know, it's no secret that we've had some conflict with each other in the past, and, and I want to tell you, I'm, here's where I'm coming from. I'm feeling like sometimes you maybe attack me, or the way that you speak to me is really critical. And um, I want to have an, uh, an understanding of where you're coming from because maybe that person isn't aware of their communication style coming across that way. Or maybe you're not aware that they have certain deadlines and expectations placed on them that make everything urgent and that that's influencing the way that they are speaking with you. So having those kind of conversations with each other where you can be open, you can put aside, you know, your bias, any defenses and just speak to each other and kind of work out that conflict so you have better interactions going forward. I, I would say that those are different homework items I would definitely assign. It's, it's very driven by the, the employee, the, the trainee, um, because it is very personal. Mm. Okay, cool. That's great. That's great. Okay, so what does it look like, Mallory? Like give, us, give us the vision for the ideal, emotionally intelligent employee. What does he or she look like and how does that make the workplace better, more efficient, whatever? Well, the ideal emotional intelligent, uh, emotionally intelligent person is going to maintain professionalism, maintain control of their emotions. They're not going to be robotic. They'll have emotions and they'll display them. You know, it's okay to tell people that something is frustrating you. We're all human and we want to see that other people act in a human way as well, but they will be very self-aware and um, they'll, they'll be really positive. So they'll reframe situations and they'll help others to do that as well. So maybe there's a circumstance that comes up that um, everyone thinks really um, dramatically about. It's critical and everyone's upset about it and um, that person would be able to say, you know what, let's rally together. Here are the positives that we can find in this situation. Um, let's focus on that. And, you know, or let's problem solve together and let's find a solution. But they have that optimism about them. Um, a really emotionally intelligent person is going to be one that has a lot of influence over others and persuade, they're very persuasive and um, has really great relationships with people. They're genuinely interested in others. Um, not in, you know, because they think, well, if I manage my relationships well, what is what will I be getting out of it? How can I gain from this? Instead, they would be very empathetic and um, really invested in um, the success of others. They would be invested in the happiness of others. They would be concerned, you know, if something were to happen to that employee or their family, they would have genuine concern for them. So you, you're building those relationships. People are more willing to do things for you, you know, especially if it's like a drop what you're doing and do this right now. If you have that relationship and that rapport built up, you've got that trust in each other. Um, when a really emotionally intelligent person 
is behaving consistently with emotional intelligence, so they're not having big outbursts, they're being very empathetic, it's natural that they're going to have really great relationships with people and that trust. So maybe they have like a risky idea and people are going to generally buy into it more. Even if they're like, you know, I don't know about this one. It sounds a little crazy to me, but but I trust that that guy, so I'm just going to go all in. Um, they're going to go where you lead them. And that helps everybody to be on the same page, to be more positive, because that's very contagious. So is negativity. Um, it, it's going to improve culture. It's going to improve productivity because we, everyone's going to get on the same page with the same mindset of what are the results we're trying to achieve here. Let's be cohesive. Let's be a team. And they'll be more co able to collaborate with each other in, in an effective way. They'll be able to resolve conflicts with each other in an effective way. Um, overall, there's no downside to having highly emotionally intelligent workers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, clearly. So. Mallory, for me, you know, I think about this and I think about, um, you know, my staff and I think about how we kind of manage this. And one of the things that, that we do often is uh, we use something that we got from Brene Brown, actually, um, ouch, oops. And we use that kind of language whenever you're in conversation with someone and someone unintentionally offends you or hurts your feelings, you have the ability to say, ouch. And the other person would say, oops. And then that would ensue in either a conversation right there in the moment or could move on. But it's acknowledging, hey, that was something that I'm sure you didn't offend to, intent to uh, intend to offend me or hurt me, but it did. And we actually use that around the office a good bit because in the everyday course of how things go, any human interaction, you're just going to hurt each other, uh, not because you're intending to. And so some of that emotional intelligence for us is, is a lot in that first step of just acknowledging that you were hurt and that the other person is sorry. Um, and then, you know, taking it beyond that is the really challenging part for us is going to that next step. So I love what you said, that that ideal is someone that is contagious, people want to be around, um, that their emotions carry a lot of weight and their stability, their buoyancy in, uh, you know, their emotional outward state is obvious, but they're also present with themselves. And I think that that's something that's underrated is presence. You know, I mean, so often we've got this little uh, rectangle in our pockets that I like to call our distraction device, uh, and it's always grabbing our attention. And so whenever someone is just present with you, there is something holy and sacred about that that really moves the dial in a way for uh, business results and um, for really good collaboration. So I love everything that you said. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, and I definitely love that, that ouch oops thing. Um, it's really important it, as far as social awareness is concerned, because um, that is a competency with having high EQ, is paying attention to things like body language and um, the messages others are sending you about how they're feeling right now, how they're taking in the message, how, you know, or how stressed out they might be. Um, and that should influence your interactions with them. You know, maybe you, um, have you ever asked somebody, hey, you doing okay? Because they seem like maybe they're not, and they're like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Are they ever really just fine, though? <laughs> I mean, 
an emotionally unintelligent person would probably be like, oh, okay, they're great. And then they would just <laughs> go on. Um, whereas someone with, you know, emotional intelligence would, would pry into that a little more and be like, you know, you know, maybe you don't want to talk about it right now and that's fine. Or maybe I'm not the person that, that would be appropriate to talk to, but it just, it seems to me like maybe that you're not okay. And I want to let you know that, um, you know, I'm here to help or, um, I can point you in the right direction, something like that. So you're seeing someone as a human. It's, it's a little disarming, um, in a good way. And, there is a benefit to that because it it helps people to see that you see them. And that makes people feel valued. It makes people feel appreciated. And um, you can share in the human experience of that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, Mallory, is there anything else that you want to share with us about emotional intelligence? This has been a, a fascinating conversation and absolutely helpful. Um, there's different qualities that can help people manage their emotions. Um, so ambition is one. You know, having a focus on achieving your goals instead of allowing your emotional reactions to distract you, I think, is really important. You know, having flexibility um, and being comfortable adapting to new circumstances, especially if something were to go wrong, is also one that, you know, helps you to kind of be aware of what you're feeling, let go of it move on. I think that's also really important. And I think it's really important to harness your emotional intelligence when there's changes at work. And change, we all know, is very constant. Um, it's always going to happen. And people can generally be resistant to it. Um, it can be difficult. You know, maybe your organization is going through a very large change. Maybe they were acquired. Maybe you're completely revamping the systems that everybody uses. Um, you have using emotional intelligence you can be aware of what you're feeling and you know am i fearful um, am i scared that i'm not going to be able to learn this new system and then would be less effective at my job um whatever the case may be you can be aware of your emotions you can manage those emotions you can help to manage the emotions of others and you can refocus on what's important what the goals are and really apply yourself to those goals all right. Well, Mallory, um, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. It's always a delight to have you. Um, I just want to throw it out there uh, one last time, uh, you know, because every time you're on, I want people to be able to contact you if they have more questions or they want to engage with you. So, Mallory, what would be a good way for people to contact you if uh, they want to talk more about this? Sure, they can always reach out to me via email at mallory.baseboardstaff1.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm now on Twitter. I'm new oh, to Twitter, but I'm lead. there now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can also reach me um, at mallorybaseboard at gmail.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Mallory, thank you so much again. Every time that we have you on, you always bring brilliant insights, and I sincerely appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. Yes, I would love that. All right, thanks. <laughs>